Experience the joy of watching your friends and family's faces light up when you feed them wild game you harvested and made them delicious sausages or meat you barbecue and grill with the finest seasonings available. Visit our friends at Waltons.com to find everything you need to turn wild game into tasty meat snacks or spice up your barbecue with new flavors and seasonings. With over 500 seasonings to choose from, there's something that everyone will love. They even have step-by-step videos and how-to articles at Beachistics to help you go from animal to edible. Use coupon RANGERS15 at checkout to save 15% on your first order at Waltons.com. Waltons, everything but the meat. This is Texas Rangers announcer Eric Nadell, and you're listening to the Ranger Report podcast, as you should be. The Ranger Report. Yeah, the Ranger Report. If you want the inside scoop, listen to the Ranger Report. Oh, here we go. This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. Okay, everybody, welcome to the Ranger Report podcast. I am Ben Dieter. You can find the Ranger Report on Twitter at believe it or not, at the Ranger Report. And I'm joined tonight, not by C.J. Berryman. C.J. Berryman is nope. having some uh, work issues. I am joined by Nathan Haig. Nathan, how's, how's it going? going? Sorry, sorry, sorry to disappoint all the listeners. I'm not C.J. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. But hey, I, I'm sure that everyone that listens to this podcast listened to the Haig Sports back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you like I like to think so, but uh, I'm, I'm sure there's one or two out there maybe that yeah, have I mean, never heard of me. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, barely. Andy. I mean, you're you're super famous, you know, being there in Marshall and all. So. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, and all across East Texas, you know, I mean, yeah, everybody knows you. <laughs> yep. Everybody knows you across East Texas. No, but I've mentioned this before. But if you're new to the podcast, Nathan and I had a podcast called the Hague Sports Podcast for years. It was a general sports podcast, but usually it was just him and I goofing off and talking about Texas sports. Yeah, te- Texas sports, national sports, the whole thing. And, um, you know, I, you know, I'd like to just say, if it weren't for that show, this would not be, no, actually, that's not necessarily true. I mean, it introduced you to it, but like you probably could have found it along the way, but that's where you got your start though. That is correct. You were the one that got me into podcasting and made me love it. And then after we stopped, cause you know, life, whatever, uh, we, right. <laughs> I started this one what? back up again and uh, it's been a blast, but no, I mean, and for those, it's that, good to be back on. It is, I, yeah, I love it every time you're able to come on. But if you, if you go back to and look at YouTube and look up the Hague sports, there's still some of our great spoof songs and, and comedy commercials out there that the acting is phenomenal oh fa- fantastic i mean i just i didn't need any acting lessons or classes you know i could just naturally go you know no we were so good naturally almost like we were in the notebook i mean we were so good at acting <laughs> oh i mean i wouldn't put such a high standard on it I mean, well okay that's just... true what was i thinking you know what was i thinking maybe not that high but anyway we're supposed to be talking about sports <laughs> And yes, and yes. particularly so playbook, you know, partic- yeah, not that, yeah, playbook, not notebook, but no, particularly the Rangers. So as as you know, Nathan, yeah. you're on Twitter sometimes, but you also are a sports writer, so you never see anyone overreact. So oh, no, uh, Marcus Simeon is a bust, right? And he's never going to be good, and it's the worst uh, acquisition in Rangers history, right? Oh, absolutely terrible. I mean, this is like 
the Herschel Walker trade of baseball, except you're on the Minnesota end. No, it's <laughs> like, I mean, everybody goes through slumps and everybody goes, you know, like give it time. I mean, like, I'm not going to go and say like, oh, this was the best trade or, you know, phenomenal. No, it, it's early. To tell. It, it's kind of like the whole thing with when it comes to like drafting, right? Like, I mean, we just had the NFL draft. Yeah. Just using this as an example. And so many people are so quick to, you know, give grades and, oh, who did, you know, who did what and, you know, how did, how did everybody do? I mean, don't forget, like, you know, Ryan Leaf was drafted second overall. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I mean, like, and, and just, the, yeah, just using that as an example, because like, and I guess, it, you know, of course, the same can be said of, you know, drafts of baseball and and every other sport as well. But it's so early, like the, the day after to give draft grades. Like it's going to take some time to see. And so likewise with here, with this, with Mark, it's like, look, we're, it's going to take time to see, it, yeah. you know, it, it, we, we, we're not, we can't just come in and expect immediate results. You know, the whole cliche saying is a uh, Rome, Rome wasn't built overnight and just give it time. Give it yeah, time and we'll see how things go. And he's, you know, he's, he's six weeks into a seven year contract. I mean, right. you cannot say, I mean, think about Shin Su Chu. You remember his first year with the Rangers was not great. Yeah. And he wound up right. being just a really steady, great leadoff guy for the Rangers all those years. Yeah. I will say, I mean, I am skeptical of those long-term deals. Yes. Okay, I agree. This, yeah. Seven year deal. Like, I, I mean, like when they, when they made that, I was like, that's my, you know, my biggest hesitation with those, with that. But nonetheless, let's, yeah, let's not, uh, let's not hit the panic button with him just yet. So, yeah, you know, I get people that, that, that comment on posts. I made a post about Simeon this week and I got some people that liked it and some people that didn't saying, you know, let's not panic and other people saying it's the end of the world. And by the way, I like it when people respond good or bad. I just like it when people read and interacting with them. It's kind of what I like to do, but um, yeah, it's just too early. Shinsu Chu, you know, started bad, like we said, and it it ended up really good. So it's too early to tell, but yeah, he's definitely struggling mightily right now. But I mean, think about there were a couple of seasons where David Murphy started like over 50 you know, and then right, wound up right. having almost all star like seasons. So just because you're bad six weeks in doesn't mean you're going to be bad seven years in. Right. No, for sure. I mean, it's like everyone has ups and downs. And I mean, like, like that's just part of it. I mean, these growing pains and the, the, the just, yeah, no, nobody's perfect. I mean, um, even Luke Longley missed some shots, but he still won some championships with the Bulls. He so, did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's not something that we need to worry about, I don't think, in the long term. No, I, I, I think, think six I, weeks from now, we'll be talking about what a hot streak he's on. So, Yeah, very well could be. I mean, it, and it changes. It's just momentum of baseball. You know how it is. It just changes. So like, you know, you, you know, from one night to the next, you know, one team can be can blow out a team the next night. The, that team is the one that gets blown out by yeah. the same team. All right, well, let's move on to the Rangers against the Angels. Was that not a great series? Oh, man. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the best of the year so far. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, four-game sweep. To yeah. get, or three-game sweep, sorry. Three-game sweep against the Angels. Um, I don't know how much legitimacy this is, and this is something you probably need to look into for your site, Ben. Um, I attended Sunday's game. I did not attend. I almost attended Saturday's game, but then it had to, I had tickets to it, but then had to give them away. But I was there at Sunday and that was the start of the streak. And so I think my presence there probably I'm not saying 100%, but I'm thinking more like 99.9 somewhere percentage. Yeah. yeah I would my agree presence with that. there is what sparked, sparked the, uh, the streak there. So. Yeah. I would agree with that. <laughs> you know, I had, I had ticket offers 
uh, four rows up behind home plate, and I had to turn them. Oh, in. nice. I had oh, to turn for them Sunday? Down. Yeah, for Sunday. Oh, man. That would have been a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah no, no doubt. That the, would have the, been. The former mayor of White House, who writes on my site sometimes, he's, a, okay. he's an insurance salesman for a living, and he has clients that sometimes give him these really good seats. What's up with all these insurance agents, by the way? I know, man. It's like, you know, and, and I mean, but that's OK if they're going to give me those kind of tickets, you know. Oh, yeah. No I'm doubt. good with being friends with them. But but unfortunately, oh, sure. we had other family obligations. Kids, gosh, pff, getting in the way of everything. <laughs> right. Jeez. Yeah. But no, very good. The, the three game against the, yeah, the awesome. Angels, four game Fantastic. winning streak total, you know, just really good. It's just fun to see. And again, and of course, Jonah High, man. I mean, he is Shohei Otani's kryptonite. Oh, man. he He's been so much fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and I remember one one time I can't remember who they were playing last year, but it was like, you know, um, they walked whoever was in front of him and Jonah Heim, you know, hit that homer. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Yeah, yep. And it was like from that point on, I was like, man, I really like this guy. Really, I'm really, really rooting for him. Yep. Well, I mean, off Shohei Otani this year, he's five for five with seven RBIs. I mean, think about that. Off Shohei Otani, last year's MVP, he's That's five crazy. for five with seven RBIs, including the only grand slam that Shohei has ever given up. Yeah, man, the Japanese Babe Ruth. Yeah, I mean, it, well, and I'll, I'll say one thing: as much yeah. as I, as much as I don't want to like the Angels, man, that dude is that dude is yeah. incredible. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, like, I remember there was talk about him joining the Rangers before he joined the Angels. Yes. And it was like when that didn't happen, it was like, oh, and and the make matters worse. He joined the Angels. Yes. And and so that was like, oh my gosh, like your heart just kind of sunk, you know, yep. like, oh no. <laughs> but yeah, Jonah, and not just against Shohei, Jonah now is your everyday catcher with uh, with Garver being injured and now coming back and not being able to throw yet. You know, you're going to have Haim a lot. And Haim is really, really showing that I think he's ready to be an everyday catcher. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, he's God, he's really stepped up and uh, he's man, yeah, he, he's, he's going to be like, I think people are going to tend to overlook him. I mean, yeah. I think yeah, he's definitely, um, I think he's. I think he's going to become a fan favorite, almost like Ian Kinsler was. I agree. I think he is too. And of course, if you on Twitter at all, his dad is very outspoken. He's probably the most unfiltered person on Twitter. It's pretty awesome. Actually, <laughs> we have him scheduled to come on later this month on the show. Oh no, that's awesome. But yeah, that he, is awesome. He's very opinionated. Really funny to watch on Twitter, and he drops a lot of uh, a lot of f bombs on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> So it's pretty, it's pretty funny. He's pretty awesome. But speaking of guys heating up, Cole Calhoun, did you start that one as well? What's that? Did, did, did you oh, start no, Cole, yeah, Cal, sorry, Cole sorry, Calhoun's yes. hot streak as well? Was that I, you as I'm, well? I'm, I have a, I have a uh, suspicion that that is in fact the case, but no, I yeah. don't want to. Yeah. Um, if, if I, if I say I start too many, then all these players are going to want me to, you know, help them start theirs. And he's just, I, you know, I can't be everywhere all at once. Yeah. I understand so. that. Yeah. I understand that. But no, he, <laughs> he's he been really a lot though, of fun to watch. Yeah. He's what five home runs. I think the last week and, and a bunch of hits and, had, and two, had two in that one game. Yep. And I know you're not watching tonight. I'm going to spoil it for you. He does have one tonight That's, as well. So another home run, another home run tonight. Nice. Very nice. Okay. Awesome. So yeah. He is, he is. He, and again, he's another one that, Three weeks into the season, people were yelling, get rid of him, get rid of him, you know, and he also has a track record, especially over the summer months, June, July, August. He's just a monster. Usually I remember him when he played for the Angels. I used to hate seeing him because almost every time you saw him, he would hit a home run. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, it's kind of like Vlad Guerrero. Remember before yeah. he was, when he was an angel, they called him Ranger Killer. Yeah, he was. And, yeah. Then, and then, yeah, he comes over, and then he had like similar, similar success against the Angels. He did. Yeah, we started calling him Rain. Or we started calling him Angel Killer. Yep. Yeah, and he was, of course, one of my favorites. But um, I mean, I even liked him when he was with the Angels, even though I hated seeing him bat. It's the same way with like Shohei right. Otani and Mike Trout. I hate to see him bat, right. but I like them. Like as people, they just seem like really good class acts. Right. So yeah, but Cole and you Cal- know something. Yeah. Go ahead. Something. Well, I was just going to say, and that's the type of thing, like baseball needs that face. You know, yeah. baseball needs that. You know, it, it, it's something that is kind of you know that's really kind of lacking. And I mean, like, we, so we have those two guys that could potentially make an argument for in uh, Anaheim, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, it just it needs that. It, baseball really does. I would love that face to be as Texas Ranger, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're going to have to get a little bit better and it could be you exactly. Know, it could be Simeon or Seager, you know, in a couple of years when we're winning world series. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, the next topic I had was about Glenn Otto and here's the deal. Oh man. I tweeted this to the Rangers and they still haven't, they still haven't sent me my check, you know, but I did tweet to the Rangers that my last roster projection before the season started, I had Glenn Otto and not Spencer Howard as the fifth, as the fifth pitcher. Uh, looks like I was right. There you go. Nice. Yeah. I, you should be getting that check any time now. I, mean, I should. Uh, I'm sure it's in the I'll, mail. Yeah. I, I'll try to get a hold of John Daniels, you know? See, yeah. Let's see what we can do on that. So, no, but seriously, yeah. he since he's come up, I mean, just he looks like he belongs. Spencer Howard didn't. And I'm not saying Spencer Howard's a bad pitcher. I'm just saying that Spencer Howard looked lost at times. And, you know, he's doing really good, by the way, in AAA right now, just getting it back together. But Glenn Otto just looks like he belongs on a big league mound. He really does. Like he, like it, it just, like you kind of expected it to be kind of like for somebody that was you know fighting for that spot. Like he, he looks like somebody that not only earned that spot. Like you could make a sure argument for being the team's ace. Yeah. And and so like that's not something that you, we expected to see for somebody that had to fight to get in the lineup altogether. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But just been incredible to watch. He was great at AAA, too. I kept up with him there. He was great there. Came up, and he just looks comfortable. And then last night was his first time pitching uh, in Houston, which is where he's from. And, you know, he gave up one run, had a great game. I know the Rangers lost that one 5-1, to one, or he gave up two runs, sorry. But he only gave up two of those runs. And then the next guy I wanted to talk about that has been amazing that I was mad when he made the team, and that's Matt Moore. Right. And he not, got up not that the one. one that you went to school with. No, no, not the one. I did go to school with a Matt Moore. This is not the same <laughs> Matt Moore. If you're listening, what's up, Matt? But that's not the one that uh, not the one that pitches for the Rangers. But no, when they first brought him up, I thought it'd be terrible. He has an ERA under two, even la- even after last night. I mean, pitching, he is pitching so so good. Yeah, that that one is definitely surprised. By the way, there was also a former quarter NFL quarterback who had a stop in Dallas for a little bit. That's right. Matt also Moore. named Matt That's Moore. That's also yeah. not him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, like, so we know of at least three Matt Moores in this world. Um, <laughs> but no, for sure. Like, yeah, um, I like I've been pleasantly surprised with him too. And it's like, man, like there, there was really. I don't want to say like make it sound wrong and saying didn't really necessarily have hope or didn't really have reason for hope, but we just didn't know anything. Yeah. And his, really, you remember yeah. his last stint with the Rangers as a starter, he was terrible. 
Right. I mean, and so yeah, we all exactly. we all remembered that and thought, you know, great. The b- only thing I remember about Moore, Matt Moore before that was the Rangers playoff game when he destroyed him when he was with Tampa oh Bay. Oh my gosh, that's right. Yeah, it that's was like right. 10 to nothing and he shut out the Rangers. Great game. But that was, you know, years and years ago when we were in the playoffs. Um, but yeah. Playoffs. Playoffs. Uh, but yeah, Matt Moore has, he has impressed me. I mean, the bullpen as a whole, these last maybe six, seven, eight, nine days has been really, really good. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that, it, it is. It's a it's a pleasant surprise, and it's just like okay, when you see this, like okay, things are kind of clicking a lot better. Like yeah. I mean, significant. Like if you were to tell tell me at the beginning of the season that the, that these specific guys, especially that we're talking about, yeah, um, would have the kind of success of like uh, I I highly doubt that. You know, um, I won't put money down on that one. But no, yeah. they yeah, they're doing they're doing really really well. Yeah, I had faith in like Dennis to Santana because he had a good year last year, but not to be doing what he's doing. And then same thing with like Joe Barlow. He was an okay closer last year. He won the spot again this year, but he's been really, really good. You know, and then other guys that have been really, they just called up uh, Snyder, Nick Snyder, who has a zero ERA at AAA. So these are guys that you're just like, wow. I mean, we've got, and you know, in the minors, we've got some pitchers coming that are just going to be amazing. Yeah. As well. So it's been incredible oh, yeah, to watch sure. to watch the, the bullpen and the starting rotation. I mean, I didn't even put on the list, but Taylor Hearn, you know, while not being just an ace of the staff, has been doing a really good job as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, someone who came on this podcast, so I'm guessing that has a lot to do with his success as well. Oh, of course, always. And of course, we've also had a sister on the podcast several times. So it's been, uh, <laughs> yeah, she's, <laughs> yeah, she's funny, dude. She is awesome. She's like, we call her, uh, CJ calls her Lady Ranger Report. She's now, she won one, uh, one week I couldn't be on and she actually co-hosted with him. Oh, that's awesome. So that was pretty cool. We had Robin Hearn come on and be a co-host on the podcast. So how concerned were you about her stealing your job? Very concerned. She was really good. <laughs> that's why CJ's oh, not here man. tonight. I, 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 I gave him the night off just to make sure that he knew that I was in charge. <laughs> well, he, well, I mean, pitchers have to take the night off. So, so yeah, do, I mean, he's uh, just he, he's he's missing one. He's missing one rotation start. He'll be back next next week. <laughs> I mean, he, he's not passing Cal Ripken's uh, record anytime soon. Now, no, but, no. Well, yeah. neither of us are. We both missed this year. But yeah, that's what you know. That's what's great. Like with you and with her and with other people filling in when one of us can't make it. Because you know, I'll be honest. You and I have talked about this off air. It's hard to do a podcast by yourself. Absolutely. It really is. And and like, and sometimes you just got to ask, is it really worth it? Because unless you have a guest or something, yeah. because it, otherwise it's just like, I might as well just type up my thoughts on this, on these topics and just make, make a written article about it. And, and I mean, and, and every, I mean, obviously every, the way everybody does things is differently is different, Yeah. but like, I, I can't say that it's always, it's not, I can't say it's never worth doing it that way. It's hard just writing it out. Yeah. I mean, this, this podcast, I got off the ground, you know, three years ago by myself for a whole year and a half. Now I didn't do it very consistently, but once CJ joined, that's when we started doing it real consistently because it was fun. It's hard to do it consistently. I mean, it is like, because like you, like, it's not just your schedule that you got lined up with this. It's other, I mean, it's like, if you do have a co-host, if you do have guests and then to try to make it at that, you know, be at that, there at that specific time, like it it is tough. I mean, just think, and I mean, that doesn't go with just podcasting, obviously that goes with just different things in life in general. But like it's 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 tough to just it's tough to line up schedules and make sure things work and that you know because I I don't know like maybe just me living just not really 
me just being able to experience what I've experienced or relate to what I've uh, experienced myself. But it feels to me like people in general these days are a lot busier than they were 20, 30 years ago. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. So, all right, before we go down to the minors and talk a little bit of uh, former major leaguers down in the minors, you had a great topic to talk about tonight. Yeah, um, so uh, the 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 Rangers really – or not the Rangers. There's a documentary called Facing Nolan about a guy by the name of Nolan – hold on. Was it Bryant? No, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, yeah, Nolan that's Ryan. it. <laughs> um, no, uh, a documentary about him and which – um, I was at the game where they showed, I stayed for a little bit, but, um, I, I ended up leaving early because, uh, well, for one, it, there's a large, there, there, there's an echo that just made it harder to hear. And then there's a bunch of stuff going on in the stadium around us. And, uh, and then the fact that it's a two hour documentary, we had to get home and yeah. whatever, anyway. Um, but so, we, so decided to, again, go check it out on Tuesday. Um, in the theater here, um, in, in Longview, Texas, but no, um, my topic though, this, all that to say is if there was a documentary that has, or if there's a story that has not been made into a documentary, what story would you like to see made into a documentary? Like, so just, uh, baseball or Rangers specific. And here, here's mine, or here's one of mine. I really would like to see. The rise and fall of Josh Hamilton. Great um, idea. And, like I don't, th- I don't think you'd necessarily be up for it. <laughs> no. But like, but like, my gosh, that's like, there's something to me for to me that's just so fascinating about it. Like, I mean, because like you have like starting off with a feel good story, and it, like, and even his book, uh, the Beyond Belief, you know, it's like that story is phenomenal. But it doesn't end there. There's a lot more, and it that like that like the beyond his book is more about the rise, and like so there's way more that follows, and and unfortunately, like I mean, yeah, um, because the the fall is what follows after that. But like I mean, that whole thing because the Rangers obviously went out of their way to to try to help keep him out of trouble. Um, and then he, he, like, he just had those just strange things where, remember where he said he couldn't swing because he was drinking too many energy drinks. Yep. Um, and, or, or like he was in a slump because he said that God was punishing him for giving up tobacco. And then of course you have the whole thing when he left for the angels and says, um, you know, called, called Arlington and said Arlington wasn't a baseball town. And, yeah. um, and then ends up somehow back with the Rangers again. And <laughs> like just the whole thing, like it's a strange story. It is bizarre. Like it, it it's really strange. And so, but like a, a documentary about it would just be fascinating. I think I like that. So anyway, that, that's my, that's, that's one of my biggest ones is right there. It's like, I would love to see that documentary. Well, mine, and I thought about this for a while. Well, okay, I'm going to make a joke first, and I'll do my real one. I'd like to see a documentary over the last 48 hours with Jimbo Fisher and, and Nick Saban. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just like, Or right. actually, a reenactment of it would be even better. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, amazing. But no, but seriously, like that, and if you haven't seen that, I don't know where you've been living, but it's been crazy. Um, But anyway, I would actually like to see, I thought a lot about this. There are two that I thought of. One, I would like to see sort of a, a a documentary about from when he was drafted to, you know, when he maybe won a World Series with the Marlins about Pudge. 
Yeah, that was that was another Pudge. Yeah, a documentary about Pudge. What an amazing! And by the way, he follow he follows me on Twitter. That's pretty awesome. Uh, He 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 sent out a tweet saying, "Give me some Rangers people to follow." And CJ actually shouted out and said he should follow the Ranger Report, and he did. That's pretty awesome. I almost passed out when I saw it. That's pretty awesome. Not that I'm a fan girl or anything, but I literally almost passed out when I saw the Pudge Rodriguez, (laughs) the actual Pudge Rodriguez, follow me on Twitter. how many times did you have to like recheck it that like double, you know, cause I, I'm sure like you, you were skeptical at first. Like I was, yeah. That can't, yeah. Right. Yeah. I can't actually be Pudge Rodriguez following me on right. Twitter, but he does, you know, it's funny. Cause you know, as, as famous as I am, um, <clears throat> you know, it's still, it's still kind of cool to have Pudge following me. Oh, oh and absolutely. then randomly also, you know, just to shout out how famous and important I am. Uh, Kevin Bench also started following me on Twitter. That's nice. Which Very nice. You remember back in the day, we had him on the podcast. Yeah, we had him times. on the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we had him on the yeah. show. Really good guy. Really fun guy to talk to. So anyway, but my other one was just about not many people know a lot about the the Rangers of the 70s, the couple teams that were really that's successful. True. And yeah, I think, I think it'd be one. fun to sort of watch, you know, and also just to to watch how pitchers pitched back then, you know, because yeah. it's so different than the way it happens now. Oh my gosh. It really is. It's like, I I think it it would be even neat for like the history of the franchise as a whole. So going back to Washington and being the senators, that would be really cool. Um, Yeah. Um, A non-baseball one that I really want to see is the, uh, a documentary about the nineties Cowboys. Like, yeah. How, I mean, you could start it off with, like, I think this should be a series, almost more like the last dance. Yeah. You know, and start off with Jerry Jones buying the team and firing Tom Landry. And then like, oh man, all the care, there's no shortage of characters. Like, and, and I think that one, I think that one is going to be made one day. I, th- I, I wouldn't be too surprised. I hope, I, I so hope it is like, and it, it, it's kind of like, you and I have kind of talked about this before, as far as like, I would, mu- I much, much prefer a documentary over a movie. Like, oh, Hollywood I would too. On creative. something like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Like, that's just something that you can't, that just can't be recreated. Cause, like, you can't depend on these Hollywood actors to try to recreate. I mean, I'll be, and, I'll be yeah. honest with you. Miracle on Ice was a good movie or Miracle, but watching footage of the actual Miracle on Ice is so much better. Right. Right. Without, without yeah, all exactly. the, without all the, you know, Hollywood drama added. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, I don't know if I've actually seen. No, I want to say I've seen a documentary out at some point, but I don't recall. Like, yeah. like, like, I mean, I've seen and hearing Al Michaels' um, side yeah. of that broadcasting. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, um, the, in the actual DVD that my dad had, because that was my dad's favorite sports moment of all time, was watching okay. watching that that game against Russia. But in the DVD he had, it actually had a documentary on the actual one at the that's like, cool. as the extras on the DVD, and it's a really good documentary. That, yeah, see, yeah, that's awesome. Like, and I actually, like I said, I enjoyed that more than I enjoyed the movie. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, for sure. Because it's just, it's not this, like, and then a lot of times you have it to where it's like, you can, t- like, you know, it's like, okay, that guy's never thrown a baseball in his life. You know? Yeah, <laughs> He's yeah. A Hollywood actor. You look at him warming just, up pitching, and you're like, oh my God, that's terrible. <laughs> you're right. I love, I've seen, I've seen stuff online where they're showing like there was a mo- uh, or a TV show where this high school kid was throwing a football and they showed him throw it in slow motion and it was so funny. I mean, oh, it literally gosh, looked yeah. like, it literally looked like he sort of pushed it forward. He didn't even throw over the top. It, <laughs> right. was, like, it was like he was tossing a piece of trash at somebody. It was ridiculous. It was really funny. And it's hard not to 
like, like when you see something completely, because to me, there's a difference, right, between unrealistic and historically inaccurate. Yes, like, definitely. And, and like if there's something that's his, like it's not the inaccuracies that necessarily bother me as much as the just like completely being unrealistic. Because then it's just like like now if it's a comedy like The Water Boy, you're not supposed to take that seriously. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it, 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 it's complete satire. Yeah. Um, but then when you have a movie that's supposed to be like based on a true story, yeah, or um, like. Or, or just like trying to be realistic, there are things that are just like that just completely kill because you have like maybe it's even just one scene or the whole concept of something, but like you look at it, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so bad. Like, yeah, it, yeah. um, like okay, here, and, and here it's funny because like one example, like I, I never saw the entire movie, this entire movie, um, but there's a scene in there, it's got Barshi Blues. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene in there where, you know, like the quarterback gives us, you know, high, uh, at halftime gives his halftime speech and rallies everybody to not um, to go onto the field without the coach. And my thing was, where are all the assistant coaches? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, all you would do and is then, the, the offensive coordinator would take over and run the rest of the game. <laughs> right, right. Right. And then and then there's like one of the players steps up in the role of head coach and is wearing a headset. <laughs> so who's he talking to? <laughs> yeah, if all the coaches are gone. Who's he talking to? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you as a sports writer and me as a high school teacher, like we can't overlook things like that. Yeah, right. Exactly. And so it's just like like I can't yeah, I really can't. And so it just kinda of kills any credibility in my mind. It kills yeah. like it's just like I cannot take that movie seriously. No, 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 no. I agree with you. And I've seen <laughs> ones like that too. We just like, wait a minute. <laughs> but anyway, no, that's a great topic. I love that. And I could talk about that all night. But we'll Oh yeah. I, I might I might do an article about that on my site just to sort of bring that up and talk about it. So that that's are cool. You, are you planning to see the movie? The the documentary Noel Ryan? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I hope it gets picked up by one of these streaming services too. Yeah, me too. Cause I'll, I'd like to watch it. I mean, I'll go see it, but I'd like to watch it again where I can pause it in the house and like, you know, right, take exactly. some of it in and watch stuff again. Cause he was, I mean, he was, do you know, he has more, uh, no hitters that, that he, he got broken up than That's like, crazy. I mean, I forget what the number is at this point, but it was like the most is like four or five and he has like 12. And he's like, that's that, and that's that's ones he didn't get, not including the seven he got. Right, right. So, you wow. know, it, it was funny with him too because a lot of people forget when he was bad, he was really bad. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of games he got taken out in the second inning, hmm. and people forget that because you know if you that's what they said you had to get to Nolan in the first inning or two. And right, you know, and by yeah. the way, my favorite Nolan story since we're talking about that was was uh, Ricky Henderson was facing him one day. And this wasn't in the documentary. This is something I heard somewhere else, but he threw it and uh, the umpire said, strike one. And Ricky looked back at him and goes, are you sure? And the umpire goes, yep. And he throws it and he says, strike two. And he goes, come on, ump. And he goes, yeah, that's a strike. And the third one comes by and he goes, strike three. And he goes, come on, ump. That sounded like a ball. So Ricky basically Uh said he didn't see any of them. But he told the ump, no, that sounded like a ball. That sounded like a ball. (laughs) He said he couldn't see it, but it sounded like a ball. Wow. <laughs> but you know, wow. when you're throwing 101 miles an hour the way Nolan did. <laughs> right. Golly, and that was back before just... people's eyes were in high definition, so it was harder to see. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> no, for sure. No, but like as far as like the technology though, like, like yeah, you yeah. see that like I mean like the, the TVs like like we the, the TVs that we grew up with, like we didn't think it could get much better when like when we had a solid picture, right? Like we No, because you look at we'd look at we'd look at NFL clips from the seventies and be like, Oh, our our technology is so much better than that. <laughs> right, exactly. And in the nineties we're like, wow, that's so much better than what we watched in the like you never in the moment realize how bad it is. <laughs> like yeah, ten, exactly. ten, 10 years from now like you know 4k high definition will probably be laughed at right <laughs> it's like pretty soon we'll be able to smell you know the tv okay so let's move on to my last topic i wanted to move down to the minor leagues for a minute before we wrap up and talk about willie calhoun who said he wanted to trade and he was going to make himself trade worthy by you know tearing it up at triple a so so far he's hitting 220, 289 and 293 is his slash line with one home run and he's got the lowest OPS on the team. I don't I don't think he's following through on that so far. No, it doesn't sound like it. I mean numbers don't lie and uh those numbers I mean and again I mean like like we've said, you know said in the past with with some of these other guys I mean give it time maybe but still like Yeah, I sure, think like, I, I don't, he's not going to he's not going to stay hitting 220, you know, with a, right. with the lowest OPS on the team obviously, but Right. It's just, it's kind of, I, I hope he gets it together. I like him, but I think his time in a Rangers uniform might be over. I, I was just about to say, he's, I don't think he's going to be a Texas Ranger anymore. No, I think his time's over. He said some things going down that you probably shouldn't have said publicly about how he didn't agree with the hitting coaches. And he thought that they weren't, you know, having him do his swing correctly. And some of the other things he said that I don't think Chris Woodward took too kindly to. And he said some things about Nick Saban that. Oh wait, sorry, that was Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> yeah, that was that was similar, but yeah, that was Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> playoffs, playoffs. Yeah. Anyway, no. So Willie not tearing it up so much, but Nick Solak just got sent down recently the other day, yeah. and he actually asked if he could go right away so he could play in that night's game. And that's kind of what you want to hear, right? A guy knows, okay, I'm not doing great. Absolutely. I need to get it right. I want to get to work right away. And I think as far as Nick Solak goes, I really like Nick Solak and I really hope that he sticks, but there's not a lot of places for him on this team. But that, he, that's the problem. If, right. he, if he can get really good though, he could be a great trade piece to somebody else. Yeah, no, that's the problem is yeah, there's, there's not, yeah, not, not a lot of room for him right there. At I the mean, moment, he's being but. outplayed by, Brad Miller, he's being outplayed by Eli White, you know, out in left field. Yeah. I mean, it's just like everyone that he was supposed to play. I mean, he was being outplayed by them, and that's kind of why he got sent. I mean, even you would think that maybe Andy Abanez would get sent down, but no, they sent down uh, Nick Solak instead because they think he has more to work on than Andy Abanez. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, we'll see. I like, uh, yeah, I'm wondering, yeah, obviously, like where he goes um, and what the Rangers get in return. Um, yeah, but I just I do think Solak's time is uh, coming also coming to an end in uh, Texas. Yeah. So so Frisco, though, in first place, Round Rock still in first place. The upper levels are doing good. The lower levels are doing good. I know you'll be covering a Frisco game soon, I think, won't you? Yeah, that's the plan. I haven't uh, got it in stone yet. But yeah, that is the plan. Um, there, it's uh, Justin Slayton, who's pitching for the Rough Riders, is local. For, I, I covered him in high school, and so yeah. it's it's kind of funny how that works. By the way, it's like you almost it's like you almost kind of claim a little bit of ownership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, like all all the It's like it's kind of you kind of have this like um, I knew that band before it was famous mentality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, and I live and, I live yeah. in East Texas like you do as well, but 
I, I'm fortunate that I have a, a training this summer for my education, my teaching that I do, and it's going to be in Austin. So I will spend three days covering the Round Rock Express. Yeah, that, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Which, you know, I'm, I, and, who cares about the training, right? I'm going to spend that time covering the Express. That's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. That, that, like, why, why would you not? And I mean, I know you're from the town of White House, and I think there was a, like a famous quarterback that went there or something. Who, oh, I, I also, so, yeah. I, I saw that kid throw a no hitter. I think he, sophomore junior year. Um, it wasn't. I know it wasn't a senior year yet. Um, yeah, threw a no hitter against uh, Jacksonville. People may not know yeah. that he was. Uh, he was just as good a baseball player as he was. A oh my gosh! Player. Well, and like every you know, everyone in East Texas knew about him. Yeah, and it, I think everybody knew he was going to go pro. Just it was just a matter of is it uh, going to be in baseball or. Football. There's going to be baseball, football. Yeah. And I think he chose football. Yeah. I think he may have made the right choice. (laughs) You know, what did he get? Like a $200 trillion contract? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, but he was smart with that money. He bought, you know, ownership in the Kansas City Royals. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Which is cool. Now, now he needs to buy the Rangers. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But anyway, no. Or the Cowboys. Or the Cowboys. Yeah. But no, yeah. I don't think, uh, I don't think Jerry's ever selling that team. Especially not to a quarterback of another team. <laughs> no, probably definitely not to a quarterback of another team. So. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, that's about all I had for tonight. So the Rangers are on Apple TV tonight. And it is free. Yeah, can we discuss that, by the way? Yeah, I was going to say, let's talk about that for a minute. It is free with an Apple ID. It's very interesting. The way they do it is a lot different than any other network. And I this is right. the second one I've watched. And I'm just not sure what I think about it yet. I'm not a fan of the broadcasts. They're trying it to be, just, it, I think they're trying to bring in a younger crowd with the way they call the game. Yeah, they're definitely yeah, they're de- it's I don't know, but to me it's like are you going to is is that is that going to help? Like I like like and that's more of a question like than me saying making a statement that it's not going to help. Like I just I have a hard time seeing that's actually that's what's going to draw someone to baseball. Yeah, I agree. Like uh, yeah, because I mean, you don't. There, there are a few broadcasters you watch um, th- games to hear. Yeah, um, but those broadcasters that you do that with are well established, like Al, Al Michaels. Yeah, I was going to say Al Michaels I mean, is one that I mean, if I don't care at all about the Sunday night football game back when he was on that, I would watch the game simply because he was calling it. Right. Absolutely. And John um, Madden back in the day. When, when, I was about to say when he was calling games with Madden and Madden and Summerall. And, Madden and Summerall um, were fantastic. Of course, that was our childhood, so that helps. That yeah, that definitely helps. But like I'm saying, like you can't just bring somebody in and expect that you're, you know, Katie Nolan is not going to be now Michaels. You no, know? <laughs> like um, it, it just it, and like uh, Katie and Hunter on the broadcast, like it, it just they don't have chemistry. It seems like either. And, and of course just, they, they might, know. you know, they might by the end of the season after they've called a, a bunch of games, it's still pretty early in their it, career. And it's, I mean, it, I understand right. the idea. I think it wasn't a bad idea by Apple to try there, but it's sort of to me like the XFL, you know, it's just like one of those things that I don't think are, is going to last. Yeah, no, I, I just don't see it lasting. And, and I, 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 I'm curious as to where this whole thing, as far as like streaming and everything, because like, yeah. there's so many street, like, I mean, um, speaking of Al Michaels, he's moving to Amazon, and yeah. Amazon is is having uh, is going to be calling Thursday night games, you know, Aaron those and yep. Um, and it's just weird because like now it's it's turning to the point where because I think because just like just a few years ago, 
sports were the very thing that were keeping satellite and cable companies yep. alive. Yep. Now it's like I, I think these streaming services realize that. Yeah. And, and try, but then it's like now you have to have individual ones to get. I don't know. It's just well, it's I gonna think, be interesting. Yeah, I think eventually it's gonna be a la carte. Yeah. Like you know, if you want the NFL, I mean, baseball's regional anyway. I could see it being with just, you know, the Rangers, you can just buy a package and watch just the Rangers all year, you know, or buy a package and watch just the Reds or just the Royals or whoever you want to watch. You know, I, I don't think it'll ever be that way with football, but it's already so regional with baseball. I could see or, you know, maybe statewide, you could buy a license to watch the Rangers and the Astros. And not do the black. By the way, that, that's another thing with the MLB TV blackouts, right? Like, yeah, it seems like they would make a killing if they lifted those blackouts. They would make a killing. I mean, that would be what I would do if I, if I could. That would be all I would do because I I pay for cable, which I pay way too much money, and I watch one channel, you know, for six months of the year. <laughs> right, I right, mean, exactly. I mean, that's it. I mean, well, I take that back. I also watch football, but I watch, you know, for the majority. But, that, but, but I have it just for that one thing because I could get football other ways. Well, I was about to say, I was about to make that point too, because now with you know Valley Sports, is, is that's the only way you can get it now. Yep. And so, like, yeah, yeah, and, and so, but yeah, it's just like I feel like we have too many streaming services. It is, yeah, and yeah, I just and like you know you can only afford so many. <laughs> yeah, I agree. and and that's the thing too. It's like okay, so now like sports fans are going to be forced to get these streaming services that they don't care to have otherwise but it's the only way like you know yep. having amazon prime might be the only way to get sunday night football so yep. hey or thursday night football yeah and so it's like well i guess i'll go with it and that's the only thing i'll watch on there like there, there's some streaming services like you look at them like there's a bunch of absolutely nothing that i on i want to watch yeah. like i i heard describe i heard one of them probably the most popular one described as a fridge full of food you don't want. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty accurate. Cause I have, I have at least three of them and I don't remember the last time I watched a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking to. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, again, during the NFL season, I watched some of Thursday night football on Amazon prime. So I used it for that. And you know, right now I'm watching cable cause I'm watching the Rangers and tonight I'm watching it on my phone cause I have an Apple phone. So it's free for me. So I've been watching it on my phone while you and I are talking, but it's just like, I mean, you're right. It's it's crazy, and I think eventually the the cable model is going to die out. Yeah, yeah, cable. It's got to. Right? I mean, it's just. It, 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 honestly, it seems like the satellite companies are just way behind, like way behind. Yeah, time wise, like like a couple decades behind and stuff. That they are. Um, but okay, so you, but I want to ask you before the go. So because uh, I haven't watched any Thursday Night Football on on Amazon Prime, so. Are you able? Do you have to watch it live? Can you? And again, can you fast forward? Can you pause and rewind on that? Good question. I know with Valley, I can do that on my when I'm watching when I'm watching, but that's through cable. You know, that's basically right. my, my phone DVR. But I think if I remember rightly, you can pause the football game on Amazon Prime. Okay, I'll have to go back and look. But I can't remember because normally I was never so into the game. That, I mean, I don't do it the same way you do most of the time. I'll just put it on for a while if it's not a team I really care about and just sort of passively right. watch it. But well, and for I, I mean, and I'm busy a lot during fall. Yeah, I mean, you, you're you're, you're night, so you've got you know football, volleyball, <laughs> you've got all kinds of sports right. to cover in the fall. So yeah, and so so a lot of times like that's what I would you know just come record it, come home and watch it you know late at night. Just get a job covering yeah, the Cowboys, and then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, it's that easy, right? <laughs> Those are easy to come by, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Anyway, all right, oh, cool. Man. Well, Nathan, thanks for joining me tonight, man. Absolutely. Yeah, always enjoy it. Always fun to have you on. Always fun. CJ, we miss you. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.